chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside, as always, my partner, Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we had three different uh, races this weekend with Trucks, Xfinity, Cup, all uh, going down in three different ways, but it was still pretty entertaining to watch and seeing these guys um, and ladies battle through some uh, some tough track conditions and a lot of tire wear and the ones that we would expect to. Yeah, the first thing I want to mention, I figure out how to shut off the notification so you're not going to hear all my booty calls come in. Uh, <laughs> for any of these episodes anymore so let's get going uh before thomas starts getting blown up with booty calls we'll start with some big news out of the truck series um uh, before the race began and that was uh rafael lasard is gonna halt operations yeah it's i'm gonna admit i drove i was driving to greensboro last week and i've been in a bubble so i don't know how i missed this but apparently before that even came out uh, GMS had mentioned that they were parting ways with Rafael Lassard. Not sure why. I mean, he was having quality finishes. Funding seems to be a problem. I find it hard to believe that Lassard can't find some funding out of Canada. You know, Pinty sponsored a race. They're Canadian. Um, Molson, come on, somebody up there. You know, I I, I know the, the the prime minister up there has crushed their. Um, their their uh, economy but there's got to be some businesses that have money that want to sponsor a young talented canadian driver well then the other thing was is that you know he's not going to be racing but they kept showing him in the playoff race uh when they kept talking about what it was going to look like and who needed what and uh obviously kbn yeah they kept a they kept mentioning him they kept showing him but then they never mentioned they halted operations so maybe the announcers were also driving to Greensboro and missed the announcement. It was just so weird. Cause like I first noticed it after the race. Cause I, I'm, I watched most of these races after they actually happened. Cause I got stuff going on and I saw a tweet that said Todd Gilland and uh, John Hunter Nemechek were the only playoff eligible drivers with stage wins. I was like, that is not possible. Raphael has them. So then I pull up the the uh, the post race thingy, and he wasn't in the the final thingy. And then I went back and dug, and that's when I found out. So GMS not very good at getting the press releases out to anybody, apparently. Well, let's get into the action with stage one. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek started from the pole. He was in the lead early on, and then he had some trouble with lap traffic and then the damn sun was blinding everybody right on the back stretch heading into turns three and four yeah he uh he got roughed up a little bit i uh, had to get off the uh the pedal and he got passed by uh austin hill and uh ben rhodes and it was the uh hill coming into the race that only led, led one lap so which is odd he was pretty high up in the standings but when you think about it it's been pretty much nema check rhodes and uh that bush bushwhacker pretty much every race so yeah, i guess it does make sense so then the competition caution comes out with 17 or 17 laps in and we have Rhodes out front followed by gilliland and nemechek and then we have our second caution with Derek krauss has some motor problems yeah ecu unit i 
God, that sounds bad. I, you know, I don't know what the C or the E stands for. I'm guessing E stands for engine or electrical. But yeah, having an issue with that can't be good. And then Todd Golan ends up winning this stage. He's followed by uh, Nemechek, Zane Smith, Austin Hill. Youngsters checking in. Number seven, Chandler Smith. Number eight, Corey Haynes. God, I'm going to keep messing this up because my favorite actor of all time, Corey Haim. But anyways, Corey Haim finishes eighth. Um, and now, like I said, Todd Gillen, John Hunter Nemechek, now the only playoff eligible drivers to uh, with stage wins since RIP Rafael Lasard. So then we get to stage two, and Friesen will start from the lead because – he didn't pit. He spun out at the end of the first stage. He starts at the front with Gilliland. He settles back to the fifth, and it kind of worked out for him. Yeah, I, I like when he first did, I was like, this is not going to work out. They're telling me, like, all I'm hearing all week is how uh, the tough, the track that's too tough to tame, take a drink, uh, lady in black is just really tough on tires. So I'm like, dude, he's going to drop. We always say drop like an anchor. We need a new uh, simile or metaphor. But uh, I thought he was going to drop like something, an anvil. I thought he was going to drop like an anvil. And he just didn't. He settled in at fifth, which worked out pretty well for him there. Yeah, then we have uh, Zane Smith. He started having some vibrations inside 20 laps. Um, he falls back, back to seventh. Chase Purdy goes into the wall with 10 to go. So then we get into a really long uh, yellow flag run. But this was weird because Ben Rhodes had some communication issues and he pitted when it was close. Yeah, it's... Uh, they, the, I, I'm telling you, we'll talk about it later. The yellow flags at this race and the X, uh, Xfinity race were just asininely long and they kept extending stuff and i mean it's got to be confusing as shit to drivers um because normally the first lap is closed second lap it's open why that would change i don't know but apparently word didn't get out to poor ben yeah so they had some issues they had to go and, uh, uh to the back three guys don't pit and that was tanner gray timmy hill and danny bond who they were out on the free start restart with two to go and once again it didn't work out for tanner gray and danny bond they dropped like anvils and then but it worked out for timmy hill um he ends up finishing sixth uh the tim and a uh, intimidator gets some stage points which is uh good for his team so then john hunter Nemechek wins stage two Corey heim not your favorite actor the driver finishes second and then Carson Hosevar uh, finishes third. Chandler Smith finishes fourth. Stuart Friesen finishes fifth to end stage two. Yeah, some names you don't see much. Uh, Timothy Peters and uh, Timmy Hill getting some uh, stage love there. And, yeah, once again, the youngsters showing out. Um, we had mentioned a couple weeks ago they need to start showing some signs of life, and there they did. So we get to the start of stage three, and it's Nemechek, Heim, and Hosevar. And with 46 laps to go, Souter and Timothy Peters uh, cause a yellow, but most cars don't pit. Yeah, um, I thought they would. I mean, they got more tires than they usually get, but uh, the most of them elected not to. 
Uh, Nemechek on the restart, he starts up front and uh, he sort of takes off and it looks like he's going to have one of those races where he ends up winning again, just going away, uh, even without Bush helping him since Bush was not in this race. And then uh, we get a pretty bad, the first one that we saw a pretty bad, uh, bad wreck. And that was Tanner Gray got into the wall. And after he got spun around, uh, we had uh, Ogata and Timmy Hill. And Ogata got spun around by Timmy Hill. It looked like he slammed on the brakes. And they uh, backed into each other pretty hard like we were watching a demolition derby at Heart of Texas. <laughs> yeah, and the post-race tweet by Timmy Hill, he, he seems very upset with Ogata, almost like it could have been avoided. But uh, uh sort of an arca maneuver <laughs> uh took poor timmy out he was having a really good run so then we get to uh some pit strategy again Nemechek, hill heim friesen and david gillen don't pit again but hosevar had to double pit yeah um once again it's like they had the tires and um much like timeouts in uh in f- football at the end of the half and whatnot you you can't take those with you uh, and use them in the next race. Um, we'll see though. It worked out for some of them. Didn't work out for some others. And then we had the big one at Darlington. You don't really normally see that, but that was the restart with 30 to go and Holy crap. All yeah, I was players. wrong. It didn't, it didn't work out for them. Um, uh, yeah, they, they should have gotten new tires. There was, I don't even know what to to like, because it it wasn't as bad as a Talladega crash. Because a Talladega crash, they're going 200 miles an hour, so there's more just metal carnage. This was just stop trucks and like cars couldn't get around, and yeah, basically Hill and uh, I mean Heim and Nemechek out front, their slower tires. Um, they got pushed from behind and then Heim just went up in the NEMA check. Um, the two Bush, uh, KBM motorsports cars take each other out. Um, Kyle Bush couldn't be very happy with that. Cause they, they looked like they were going to finish one too. Um, but the trucks involved, that- Deegan, NEMA check, Davis, Austin Hill, David Gillen, Chandler Smith, Zane Smith, Derek Cross, who, I mean, it didn't really take him out because, as we mentioned before, he was having uh, IPU uh, CPU issues or uh, his IP address was off. Uh, Peters, Ankrum, BJ McLeod, Ryan Truex, uh, Cram, Heim, no relation to Corey Haim, Crafton, uh, and Enfinger. So, and the amazing thing is that you know they, they pulled out the red flag, so none of these guys. Um, were went a lap down they all finished on the lead lap and then the you know Nemechek said that Austin Hill was pushing him too hard but then Austin Hill came back and said he spun his tires so what are you supposed to do it was just basically one giant accordion and they will never back. know whose fault it was either that's unless they get some uh, forensic people out like um law and order uh, ECU um they'll never figure out what happened well, then it also got really confusing because they dropped the red flag, then they lifted it, they ran some yellow flags, and then they finally opened up the pits, 
and then they ran some more yellow flags. Yeah, I I I always get confused on the stuff with the laps to go, and sometimes it shows laps to go, sometimes it shows laps in, and I'm like trying to do calculations in my head. I had them running either 12 or 13 yellow flag laps after a red flag, which I thought the whole reason you do the red flag is so they clean up the track without losing laps. And then you go to the yellow and you run like three or four yellow flag laps to run that many was just asininely asinine. So then we, and like we, a couple times, like, I don't know if it was this one or the next uh, yellow, like they said, Hey, they did the commitment cone, which usually you start to lap after. Well, then they tacked on two laps after that. And it's. Yeah, that was the, so we restarted with 17 to go and the Thor sport teammates out in front and Rhodes and Souter, and then Klingerman and Friesen bring out another flag. Um, and that was where Klingerman, um, his tire goes down and we think it was some damage from the wreck that happened uh, 12 laps before, but that's where you're talking about that. They did the uh, commitment cone and then that's because that's where Michael Waltrip uh, interviewed uh, Ben Rhodes out front. Oh, that's correct. You are, you took better notes than I did, even though I took 42,069 pages of notes. Um, yeah. And they mentioned like that, those guys that came in and pitted earlier, had the advantage of tires, but the more yellow flag laps you run, the less that advantage is because those other people's tires are cooling off. So then we restart again with eight to go. Rhodes chooses the outside, Creed's on the inside. Creed gets to the inside on turn four and is uh, able to make the pass right before we get another caution and that was Danny Bone spins out. So we have a yellow with seven to go. We have five more uh yellow flag lap so we restart with two to go uh creed chooses the outside road goes on the inside and they were banging and banging and banging in those first two turns and it was a hell of a job by Rhodes because he got loose but he was able to save it yeah he uh he looked like he was uh gonna crash and be out and uh you know the way there was a lot of cars on the uh lead lap you crash there you lose uh 15 20 spots so that was a good save by him so Sheldon Creed was able to get his first win of the season as uh, Haley Deegan actually got into an accident when they were on the last lap. I don't think anybody was going to catch uh, Creed, though. Ben Rhodes was a little bit about three-fourths of a second uh, behind, but he finished his second. Carson Hosevar uh, was able to finish third. Matt Crafton fourth. Grant Infinger fifth. Yeah, and then we got our guy uh, Timmy Hill in seventh. And then we mentioned last week, we never mentioned Austin Wayne self and Hey, him and Jordan Anderson round out the top 10. Uh, and Anima ended up finishing eighth despite that, uh, run in uh, with Heim. So then, uh, you noticed this, I kind of noticed it too, because here's the thing. So Sheldon Creed, you think he has great hair. It must not be great hair because when they show his headshot, when he was choosing the commitment cone, in his headshot, he was wearing a hat. Oh, he always, it looks weird. It is such a weird headshot because, like, the hat is pulled down and, like, his hair blends in with his hat. So you think he has, like, this weird hat on instead of his hair being under his hat. Like those hats you wear in the wintertime with the ear flaps. Yeah. That's what it looks like. But yeah, he had a, he's got, I wouldn't call it a mullet, but he, he's got, like, a great, like, 
just it's like he puts on this awesome helmet of hair like uh texas women's basketball coach jody conrad used to do back in the day she just had this awesome hair helmet she would put on and uh yeah looked pretty sharp so big points day obviously for sheldon creed with the win but Carson Hosevar getting 42 big ones. Uh, John Hunter Nemechek got 48. Um, so some good uh, days from those three. Yeah, and the, at Creed, it was, uh, it, it was much needed to cement a spot in a playoff. He's doing it in a season where he's been sort of mad to start, but then he did it in a race where he was sort of mad. Like we already mentioned that the class of the field was Nemechek and Heim and even uh, Austin Hill at some points. Like Creed wasn't really in it till that uh, end of that third stage. So to grind out a win, that's huge for him. Some standings shuffling. Uh, Todd Gilliland up two spots to number six. Friesen and Zane Smith dropped to seventh and eighth. Johnny Souter's now 10th and Hosevar moved up one spot to 10th and takes the rookie of the year lead. Yeah. Um, and with Lassard now out of the thingy, and uh, end finger out of the thingy uh, that puts host of our in the last playoff spot. Um, Austin Wade himself. Uh, wow. We mentioned him twice today. Um, he's up to 11. Uh, it, like he's right behind the cutoff Chandler Smith, Haley Deegan, Tyler Ankrum in the playoff race. Once again, different from the point race are 12, 13, 14. So that was the uh, truck race. Some lasting impressions in the one uh, that we both really agree on is that the yellow flags were way too damn long. Yeah. I mean, do you have the total of how many they ran down there on that sheet? Or, uh, 66 laps. Uh, 12 well, cautions many, for 66 laps. Out of how, well, how many laps was it? Uh, 147. Oh, my God. That's almost half the effing race was yellow flags. Yep. And it didn't have to be that way. Great debut, though. We, I mean, uh, Corey Haim, I, I, Corey Haim, his mom had to be a big, you ever see Lost Boys? I've never heard of that before in my life. Oh, my God. The best vampire movie ever. You need to watch it. Mark this down. You ever see License to Drive? No, never heard of that. Oh, my God. Greatest teen trying to get his driver's license movie ever made. There was this duo back in the late 80s, early 90s. Look them up. The two Corys. Corey Heim, uh, spelled H-A-I-M, C-O-R-E-Y, because all the cool Corys back then were C-O-R. So this was what his mom had to be a huge fan. And then Corey Feldman is the other one. And uh, they were in a lot of movies together, a lot being like four or five. But Lost Boys is probably the best one. License drive, which car driving, it all makes sense. But yeah, he ran really good, didn't get the result he wanted. Bright future for that guy. He's uh, he's doing really good in ARCA. Um, had a really good truck debut until you should have went and got tires, my friend. Go get <laughs> tires. Like they talked all week about tire wear. And he just didn't do it. So that was the truck race. We'll transition into Saturday's Xfinity race. And in the first stage, J, uh, uh, yeah, J.J. Allmendinger, excuse me, and Austin Cendrick jostling early, and we got our first caution at lap five. Yeah, uh, Yaley and Godovich uh, bring out the yellow. It was caused by Joe Gra Like, 
the commentators even said like what are you doing five laps in trying to get your nose in somewhere joe graf's been having a lot of run-ins with people lately and he went later on too yeah i think he might have got some payback from uh gray galding later on in the race but yeah uh yaley and godovich should have never been knocked out that early in the race but there you go and then also, I'm a dumbass. I said uh, J.J. Allmendinger. It's definitely A.J. Allmendinger. Well, you were just jumping ahead to J.J. Yelly, which yeah. J.J. doesn't stand for anything. Like his real name, I'll have to look it up. His real name is something else. I forget what the J.J. The J.J. stands for like Jimmy Jacks or something. So we, his, real first, his real first name is something different. So after the first caution, uh, we go to... The restart, Cendric and Almendinger back out, and then Godovich brings out another damn yellow flag at lap 13. And to me, this was just a brutal start to the race. We couldn't get a lot of things started because in lap 21, so eight laps later, they brought out the competition caution again. And I feel like at that point, you know what you kind of have at that point. And why do we need to have another? Yeah, I, I actually put that in the thing. Why the competition caution question mark exclamation point at lap 21 question mark exclamation question mark exclamation because i'm really exclaiming and questioning really loud they already had to they already ran like 10 like you could tell what you had you mentioned it i mentioned it like the race the race the day before had enough cautions as it was did we need more yeah, they only had uh, 43 laps for the caution flag. So the first one was only a three-lap caution, three-lap caution, three-lap caution to start in the first stage. So then we noticed that the colleague racing guys, Almendinger, um, Haley, and Jeb Burton, and they're they're all dropping back. Yeah, I mean they uh, we had mentioned they were uh, the day in the preview there was three of the top four cars. I mean. Uh, Dinger was back to fifth, Haley and Burton. Like I, I tried looking and they were in the teens somewhere um, when I made that note. But yeah, uh, not a very strong start for those guys. And then we saw some pit strategy play out uh, early on. Tommy Joe Martin's one of the few to put tires on at the competition caution. And he picked up some stage points uh, early on. He finished fourth uh, in stage one. Yep, uh, good pickup for him. Um, yellow before the stage end, so they don't race to the end. Sindrick gets his stage win under yellow, followed by, I'm going to say followed by Gregson, but not really. And then uh, Harrison Burton, Daniel Hemrick, Martins, Almendinger, Snyder, Allgaier, Annette, and Gibbs. And then you got pissed off because the thing that was telling us on the TV screen who moved up where wasn't working. Um, but then right after that, they tell us that Ty Gibbs gets his first of two speeding penalties. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the pylon didn't work a couple times in the truck race, didn't work in this Xfinity race. And then it didn't work like the first one or two pits in the cup race, which <clears throat> that's where I get all my notes from. I can't like see where they're at and then go back. Like how much stuff does NASCAR want me to write down? I'm already writing down 42,069 pages of notes which we should have probably pared down before the show so then we get to the second stage in hammerick and gregson uh first out of the pits we had uh, some lots of yellows seven flags seven yellow flag laps 
between stage one and two route. Not really sure um, why we did that, but then that's when the annoy uh, announcers got annoying once we actually did get racing. And I don't know how many times they mentioned it, but you got hammered. I did a uh, little drinking game. I like to play anytime they're at Darlington. Now, anytime they say like going in or out of commercial, they call it the truck too tough to tame. And then they show cars running in the wall. I take uh, either some Coors banquet or some eight ball whiskey. And yeah, I was getting crunk uh, that race. So then uh, some bad luck for uh, Tommy Joe Martins. He had a tire uh, go down. He goes into the wall uh, and he has to pit under green flag to go two laps down. Yeah. Um, I find the, everyone needs to practice the move. Kurt, uh, Kyle Bush did in the one truck race where he spun his car, like make your car spin out. I mean, there's a chance you'll get hit, but losing two, three laps at a track like this is just way too much. Um, but like Jesse little, he brings out a yellow for spinning his car in turn one, no damage, doesn't lose a lap. Martins, he loses two laps um, just because he didn't like spin out. So if you hit the wall, spin out, you might get hit by uh, Ogata. You know, Ogata might come in with his truck from the truck race and hit you 10 seconds later, but you at least don't lose laps. And then uh, Daniel Hemrick, bad luck, Chuck, for him. He was leading um, when the when the yellow came out from uh, Jesse Little. He didn't go around in the first round of pits, but then they noticed that his back left tire was going down, so he's forced to pit, um, and he goes to the back. We restarted with three laps to go. Uh, Brandon Jones appeared to have it, and then uh, – Harrison Burton and Gregson catch him at the end, and it was the first win of the year for uh, Burton. Yeah, um, Almondinger sort of clips Jones. Jones saves it. Uh, he also got a minor bump from Ty Gibbs as well. But, yeah, it was a lot more exciting to the end of the uh, stage than uh, most of it. But then we saw um, uh, the announcers thought that Junior Motorsports, who all pitted, would sit back and save the tires so they could start in stage three, but that's not what they did. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty adamant about it too. They were, they were, yeah, they're just gonna like, to me, mentally, I'm trying to figure out how you run slow. Cause if you run slow enough, like pace car speed that you're not burning up the tires, you're going to get lapped within three laps. So I don't know how slow they expected them to go, but uh, yeah, they uh, ended up Gregson finished second, very fourth and that seventh all got eighth. So they definitely didn't save tires for the third stage so then we go to uh the third stage where it was burton gregson barry and sieg they stayed out and then as nascar not ascar nascar added a yellow lap again and another that's the one i'm talking about that's what i meant yeah they uh, they do the commitment cone so the cars are all ready to start they're like no we're gonna add another and then they added another one so that last stage is supposed to be 57 laps they only ran 40, 49. And that was, that's like, to me, that's a, that's a stage break. You're not cleaning up debris. I don't get it. You have one lap where the pits closed. You have one lap where the leaders come in. You have another lap where the non-leaders come in. You have the commitment cone lap and then you run. It should be four or five laps. 
And then it helped out the cars that it helped out the cars that didn't pit because they were able to cool their tires down. Yeah, I we had mentioned that in the truck race too. Just the I don't get it. Um, but anyhow, it set up for a good end of the race. Uh, you had Gregson and uh, Harrison Burton duking it out. Riley Herbst gets sideways with forty to go, but he saves it. Um, but then he starts dropping back. Uh, so apparently he he did something to his tires. And then uh, Brandon Brown got into the wall with 25 to go. He was forced to pit under green. And again, he would have been better off to do the Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch spin out. Yeah. And then he a double whammy for him. Cause this is the one where uh, Gray Galding gets the, uh, they think it was payback. <laughs> he whacked him pretty hard. He, he uh, they had a weak wrestling match a couple weeks early, but yeah, he knocks him out. Um, Herbst gets lucky he doesn't blow his tire out uh, on, until the yellow. So he got he got lucky. Um, Brandon Brown did not. And then Harrison Burton was first out of the pits with that, with uh, Josh Berry right behind him, and then Noah Gregson, and Gregson lost two spots. Gibbs gets his second pit road penalty, so he goes to the back. We restart with 17 to go. Burton's on the outside, and Berry's on the inside. It looked like uh, Barry was going to get it, um, but then uh, Algar just blows past him on the restart. Um, I wrote Joe Graff Jr. Karma. He what got taken. He got taken out again. Again? Yeah. So he, you know. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I mean, I because I uh, for some reason I thought he got taken out earlier. Yeah, he uh, gets some karma into the wall. Uh, so we got to restart with 10 to go. So now we got Barry outside, Allgaier inside again. Allgaier out front. Looks like he's going to run away with it. But what the shit, man. Spin out. You bring out the yellow flag. Practice your spin outs, drivers. Ryan Vargas this time spins out with six to go. And this is where we see some pit strategy. little questionable. Harrison Burton, A.J. Allmendinger, and Austin Sindrel gamble and pit. They ended up starting 18th, 19th, and 20th. Other colleagues also pit. They would need two overtimes for it to work out, but they didn't get it. Yep. Um, Allgaier chooses the inside. Barry chooses the outside. Barry jumps out in front, but Allgaier gets inside on the wall. No yellow. Pit strategy does not work for Burton, Sindrick, and the colleague cars. Gregson wins $100,000 again, though. Look at that. Oh, uh, he's uh, Mr. Dash to cash. Oh, shit. Oh, God. He broke rule 20.14.C. What is that rule? I'll tell you. The rule states that all suspension mounts and mounting hardware must not allow movement or realignment of any suspension and or drivetrain component beyond normal rotation or suspension and or drivetrain travel. You know, I watched his car the whole race, and it seemed like that's what was going on. <laughs> So he doesn't get the 100000 Almondinger gets the cash, and now Noah Gregson is not eligible for the last dash. And he doesn't get any points. He drops all the way back to 11th. He still doesn't have a win. He's in a pretty precarious position. Pretty strong, but more chicanery like this and running into David Starr with two laps to go, and he'll find himself in the precarious position. So Justin Allgaier gets to win. Josh Berry finishes second. Brandon Jones, third, Daniel Hemrick, fourth, Jeremy Clements, fifth, Michael Onette, sixth, Brett Moffitt, seventh, Ryan Sieg, eighth, Alex 
You, you told me I pronounced his name wrong. Or LeBay? LeBay? I think it was LeBay. Yep. And we'll look it up. And, and then show. 10th was Harrison Burton. So a pretty big day for junior motorsports. Would have been a really good uh, day if it wasn't for Noah Gregson. But they had Allgaier first, Barry second, and Annette seventh. Yeah, Gregson was fourth before getting kicked all the way down the 40th. And the huge points days for Allgaier, he had 48. Harrison Burton had 43. Josh Berry, 43. Hemrick, 40. And Almondinger, 40th. Yep. Also, some other notable finishes. We got Landon Castle in 11th, Tommy Joe Martins in 14th. Got 30 points because he got that uh, stage points. Ryan Ellis in 15th, David Starr in 16th. Whataburger throwback. Looked a lot like the regular Whataburger car, but I'll trust him <laughs> on that one. Uh, so we'll probably never get him on the podcast, but Noah Gregson has this is like the most miserable post-race interviewee. Yeah, he's always really, really miserable. And this is before he found out that he got his money taken away. So I hate to see him a couple hours later. He had to be super miserable. He's always miserable. At the end, he sort of adds some humor when he talks about how he's going to go drink black rifle coffee while getting some fishing lures or whatever at uh, Bass Pro Shops. But yeah, it just always seems... And I think this, you know, I don't know if that, no, that he was talking about the Cup Series race uh, when we talked to uh, Bobby Hill. And he just talks about how some of the drivers look like they're not happy to be there and yeah. they don't really connect. Like, he doesn't, I don't know how you could be like a Noah Gregson fan watching his interviews and seeing how miserable he is. And then he like started awkward, like weirdly talking about how he went turkey hunting for the first time all year. Yeah. And I was like, no one cares. I mean, he goes live on Instagram every once every so. I mean, often. I mean, I found that more interesting than some of the other stuff he was saying. But a relatively disappointing day for College Racing. They started with three cop cars in the top four. They finished twelfth with Almondinger, thirteenth, and Haley and nineteenth with Jeb Burton. Um, in the points race, Michael Annette's up two spots to the uh, cutoff on the good side of the cutoff at twelve. Uh, Brandon Brown drops out of the playoff. He's in thirteenth. Herps drops back one spot to fourteenth. He's 26 points back in the playoff. And then Austin Sendrick is your bad luck, Chuck, uh, for uh, Saturday's race. Yeah, he was up front most of the race, made that uh, weird pitch strategy at the end. And then the last lap crash puts him in 29th. And then uh, Brandon Brown had the uh, the green flag pit late in the race. He ends up finishing 23rd. You skipped over the stat sheet mentions the second annual Steakhouse Elite 2000. I think they're just calling everything the second annual. There has to be something wrong. Well, I was going to bring it up at the end of the race because you put it in all three notes. So there's no Did point in talking it about the it. Truck? I don't recall putting it in the truck one. But yeah, uh, I don't recall being called that last year. Maybe it was. It, Maybe wasn't. it was. It definitely wasn't last year for the Cup Series because the Goodyear's sponsored this one because it's the throwback yeah so let's head into sunday's race and it started off terribly for stewart haas racing oh my god eric amarola he has to have the he has to have the worst luck it's almost to the point where they just need to shut down this year they need to pull a rafael lassard shut down this year Start working on the next gen car. Uh, start getting some more Smithfield bacon money in there because they just 
like he was sort of running fast. He started back uh, pretty deep in the field and he was uh, passing some cars. And then he uh, he hits the wall and uh, his tires aren't touching the ground. His nose is like, uh, remember the old Concord? You don't remember the old Concord supersonic jets. Cat sort of the nose that, God damn it. You I'm kids. not 45 years old like some people. Yeah, but it's a Concord jet. Well, it had like a nose that like bent down and made it extra supersonic. And that's what the freaking car looked like. But apparently I'm the only person listening to this podcast. I'll know what I'm talking about. So forget I even said it. So Brad Keselowski was uh, up front early on. He started from the pole. He was out in front early, but he faded pretty quickly. Uh, He got passed by Kyle Busch and on lap 24, Kyle Busch was on his way to leading his 18,000th career lap, but blew a tire one lap before. Yeah, had some cornering to go. So that'll be something to look forward to in the future. What'll happen first? He gets 18,000 uh, 18, laps led or Wood Brothers gets their 100th win? I still think the Wood Brothers are going to get their 100th win. But, but then what happens see, first? Well, like I'm Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush I'm putting a million dollars on Bush getting 18. <laughs> um, and then uh, Ross Chastain gambled uh on a long pit and it did not pay off for him, but he was able to lead a couple laps and Martin Truex jr. Won the first stage. He looked dominant early on. The only other one that could really keep up with him uh, was Denny Hamlin. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, early on. It looked like Bush and uh, God, what was the other car that was out front? There was another guy. Larson guy was up there. Yeah. It looked like they could do something. Tyler Reddick was uh, finished third. Yeah. Um, well, actually, Kozlowski looked like he was going to do stuff, but he faded after the first pit. Um, he ended up finishing like four or five laps out. Um, his crew chief was out because of COVID protocol. I'm blaming it on that because I thought he was one of the race favorites along with Harvick. And yeah, um, I didn't think crew chiefs did that much, but apparently they did because uh, Kozlowski was just awful. So we had Truex win the first stage, Hamlin finished second, Reddick third, Larson fourth, Kevin Harvick fifth, Joey Logano sixth, Ryan Blaney seventh, Chase Elliott eighth, William Byron ninth, Alex Bowman tenth. Not a lot of surprises, maybe Reddick uh, being up there in third. Um, he started 10th, so he was able to make his way up, but a third place finish for him in stage one. And then Kyle Larson, who, as you would say, he had to have got his 42,069th speeding penalty of the year. Yeah. Um, get a speedometer, I would say, or learn how to do the RPM conversion rate thingy. Cause whatever you're doing right now, not working. Crazy. Although he always finishes high. So maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe pit road speeding does not matter. Or as long as you get it in the first stage. So, okay. So here's what we get into stage two. Cole Custer ends up just like Eric Amarola where his car gets destroyed. But then when you read, it says on lap 100 on the caution flag, like report. But then when you look at the points report, it says he only completed 97 laps. How the hell does that happen? He had three magical laps. I don't know. I didn't look at that. That's confusing. That would be... um... I mean, that might have happened in 99. I don't know. But, yeah, the, I don't. The report happened in 97. That would be too, 
So anyway, we get a caution there, and then Bush uh, gets a caution with one uh, lap 107. So we have two straight cautions, and those would be the last two accident-related cautions. The only other one after that was the end of stage two. Yeah, and that made for – I'm not going to say a boring race, but that made for Truex just – God, I'm going to give it away now. Truex ran away with it. He was unstoppable rebel force. And then, uh, so he went stage two by 14.4 seconds, but you think NASCAR screwed Bubba? I, I mean, the announcers did too. You know, I, uh, they had the, uh, who the hell got hit? Um, oh, Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch mentioned that he, you know, he was sort of loose and flailing around and he didn't have much room and Bubba was racing for a spot and got to where he needed to be. And they said that Bubba, since he was in the crash, didn't get the lucky dog, but all Bubba was, was in his spot. To me, that was almost exclusively a Kurt Busch only. A Kurt Busch only. You might say Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> Although he didn't wreck. Um, yeah, so they didn't give him the uh, lucky dog. So Truex won by 14 and a half seconds. Uh, he was followed by Kyle Busch, who finished second, then William Byron third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Kyle Larson fifth, uh, Christopher Bell sixth, Logano seventh, Reddick eighth, Ryan Blaney ninth, and then Chris Busher finishing 10th at the end of stage two. Yeah. Um... He uh, he's starting to collect some points. We'll talk about that later in the uh, in the uh, point standing thingy. But he is taking up the, the Mad D Bendetto uh, mantle, and he's actually the guy that's uh, full steam ahead at this point. So we head into the final stage, um, and Eric Jones had never finished in the top ten at Darlington, and then he runs into the wall with about ninety laps to go. Oh, I should have said no. Should have said never finished outside of the top ten. That's my bad. So he had a streak of every race at Darlington. He's finished in the top ten. I'm a little confused though. David uh, Regan said that he had been running well the whole race, but at the time of the crash, like the first through twentieth was on the little thingy board, and he wasn't in there. So he wasn't in the top 20. So I'm not sure what David Regan's idea of running well is. I mean, he finished sixth at the end of stage two. He did. Oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, he was running. But yeah, uh, that streak's over. And then we finally get some sort of drama, I guess you'd call it. And that's where Kyle Larson gets uh, pretty close to Truex and then Truex able to get away from him. Yeah, I mean... He got within uh, 15 hundredths of a second of him, and they caught up to some lap traffic, and then uh, Larson had to back out of it and then never really uh, um, got in the fray again. I mean, he was just lingering, and then he towards the end, he burned his tires out. I don't know. Did you notice what I had noticed there, though? When uh, Larson went through these two cars, they went three wide. Yeah. Boyer says something he's like yeah if you spend time with him you wouldn't like um michael joy or mike joy said that that move took 
uh, guts and something oh, else. Yeah, yeah, and Boyer's like, it. well, it took a little something besides that. And then he's like, if you hang out with Kyle in person, he doesn't appear to be somebody that would have that. It led me to believe Clint Boyer, not that he doesn't think Kyle Larson has cojones, but that he doesn't appear to have cojones, which <laughs> that, that was my, it was such a weird thingy. Um, I noticed it, wrote it down. I don't know if anyone else did. I just noticed it because they all giggled like 13-year-old boys because they were talking about balls, but they couldn't really say it because they're on national TV. <laughs> yeah, but he said that just looking at Kyle Larson, he wouldn't think he had any balls, which is weird. Yeah, so uh, Christopher Bell, a little dis- late disappointment for him. He was fourth with six to go. He hits the wall and has to pit, finishes 14th. And really, uh, you know, the, with no cautions, there was only nine cars that finished on um, the lead lap, and Martin Truex became the first driver to lead over 200 laps and win a race this year. Yeah, I mean, there's been some races, like Larson stole a win towards the end of a race, and then a couple weeks ago, Larson was winning the whole race and didn't win. Um, but Truex closed the deal, and he ends up being – uh, he was one of the weaker uh, throwback paint scheme efforts, and he comes out with a win. I think maybe Kurt Busch was the only one that might have been weaker. Now, he said he's throwing it back to his front row motorsports days. No, it's I mean, furniture. The only th- or furniture row. Front. Uh, the only thing that resembled it was the matte paint job. The rest of it was, I don't know. I just thought it was a weak effort. So Martin Truex Kurt Busch even bother. got the win. Kyle Larson finished second. Kyle Busch finished third. Then William Byron fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. Kevin Harvest sixth. Uh, Chase Elliott seventh. Ryan Blaney eighth. Chris Buescher and Ryan Newman rounding out the top ten. Yeah, I mean Gibbs had three in the top five. Would have had uh, more, but uh, Bell uh, didn't know where the wall was. I mean it's right next to you. Um, Raj Fenway, two in the top 10, ninth and 10th for Busher and Newman, as you said. Stuart Haas, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And it's getting so bad, I added a third question mark and exclamation point. Harvick finishes sixth. I mean, he was in the fray like really early and then sort of just lingered like he's been doing all year. Briscoe guts out an 11th, but Custer and Amarola finished 36th and 37th and finishing 36th and 37th in this race is like earning minimum wage if they wanted to pay you less they would or if they could pay you less they would if they could have finished 40 if they would have but there weren't 40 cars which is something we probably need to talk about in the future because that's how many they're allowed to have and the fact that there were only 37 worries me a bit well that's what the uh, next gen cars for it's like you weren't paying attention during the preview well, I mean, is that magical going to bring cars out of the woodwork? Well, it's supposed to be cheaper and bring new manufacturers. It's like- well, I know, I know, I know, but is it though? Okay, anyhow, NASCAR <laughs> report says that Ross Chastain hasn't finished out of the top 17 in his last five races. Where do you come up with seven? Like, how is that a thing? Well, why wouldn't you? What if 17 is his worst finish? But uh, is 17th a good finish? Better than 18th. Worse than 16th, 16 cars get in the playoffs. Well, it's still pretty damn good for Ross Chastain. I just found it the weirdest note of the freaking day that I saw. Here, before you get to your fun stat, did you know that Cody Ware led a lap in this race? I did not. (laughs) 
I mean, are you sure it's just not a like a a mess up like the second annual everything on the oh, statue? It says that he led a lap. What lap? It doesn't say. Then it's wrong because down below it says lead. Oh, uh, there it is. Uh, Cody Ware lap twenty six. So it would have been during one of the cautions. <laughs> oh, so he didn't go out for the uh, competition caution, probably. No, it was uh, the uh, it was the Kyle Busch incident in turn four. Oh well, good for him. And Mike Joy, shame on you for not announcing it at any point. They probably went to commercial. <laughs> What's your favorite stat from the? You told me this one. Uh, uh, William Byron, top ten. Uh, he's got ten straight top ten finishes, most by a Hendrick driver since Jeff Gordon, two thousand seven. So and he looked pretty sharp. He was in my uh, Neil Bonnet throwback uh, paint job. So yeah. All right. Perfect finish for Martin Truex. As we mentioned, one stage one, stage two was very dominant. He had 60 points. Some other guys that had uh, good points days, Carl Larson and Denny Hamlin um, had 48. And then Kyle Busch grinded out a 43-point day where he had his incident, was able to come back and battle back. And then William Byron got 43 points as well. Yeah, I mean, that was a big effort for Bush. He spun out early, uh, looked like he was going to be in trouble, and uh, he just kept never really had anything to, to like push uh truex but you, to pull out a third place finish with what had happened is pretty good and then looking at the standings kyle larson up nine spots to six uh Kessel that's three that's three spots my bad ninth to six oh Sorry. from ninth to six i get i can't read uh keselowski down three spots uh to ninth um tyler Leddick, relief frog to benedetto and kyle bush moved into the last playoff spot yeah, uh, Kurt Busch. No, he leapfrogged Kurt. I fucked up the whole thing. He, he leapfrogged Kurt Busch, and he didn't really leapfrog Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch fell down the staircase. He dropped four spots from 16th to 20th. Well, he only got two points this race. Yeah, well, I mean, that'll cause you to fall down the thingy. Um, yeah, and then outside, uh, looking in, De Benedetto's in 17th. He's tied in points with uh 16th um tyler reddick he's tied in points but uh, reddick wins the tiebreaker stenhouse 18th 19 points back newman 19 22 points out kurt bush oh man he might have to win a race or he's gonna have to start finish actually finish races maybe start with finish the race and then try to win it after that I was just first try to finish the first stage, finish the first stage, then finish the race and then try to win it. All right. So do you think this was a good race? I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn. Um, I mean, I, it, like there was some action in the back, um, but I just think Trex's car was just set up a lot better it's not the fault of the track because we've had some really good races there in the past. I just think everything worked in his favor. Cause I think like, things drivers... work out. Go ahead. What's that? I said all the drivers I think like, were... thought it was challenging. Yeah. Well, they were like that about that other track. We, we didn't like Phoenix. Was it? Yeah. The drivers all love that. And that was a terrible race. <laughs> um, the one thing I did find out, um, drivers 
like winning at every track like before like i remember someone's everyone wants to win at atlanta and then they're like everyone wants to win at richmond and they said everyone wants to win at darlington i can't think of a track where every driver doesn't want to win it you ever notice that yeah i mean you like during the race they're always like they really daytona Right, yeah. Drivers really want to win at Daytona. Drivers really want to win at Dover. Drivers maybe they really, want really to don't want to Martinsville. win at like the road courses. Yeah, maybe. I think. I mean, That'd but yeah, they really want to win at Bristol. God, I want to. The drivers really want to get that trophy at Bristol. Maybe Nashville Fairgrounds is the one. For, maybe that's the track we're gonna go to. They don't want to win at. So, all right. Well, that will do it for us. In this episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan, remember to follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod and on Instagram on Loose Lug Nuts Podcast. We'll be back on Friday to preview the Xfinity and Cup race. We're heading up to Delaware for this week's races at Dover. Any final words, Tommy? Um, well, I got a couple words. JJ Yelly's real name is Christopher Beltram Hernandez Yelly. So there's no JJ in there. Um, it's for his nickname, which is Jimmy Jack, uh, which uh, is after his father and close family friends. So that's JJ. I don't get it. But anyhow, the other thing earlier in the year, I said I loved like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're not having a truck race this week. I was so fatigued this weekend trying to get these races all watched. I am with you. I'm ready for a two-race weekend. Sorry to all you three-race people. I need a bit of a break. And I think it'll make the show better because we got a little long today. I apologize. I took way too many notes, and we I didn't have time to edit it. I, I'm going to apologize in advance, and we'll hear you guys. Uh, uh, we'll have something good for you on Friday to make up for this shit show today. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you Friday. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' Company We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17 My Talladega big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. Now some may say that Lady Luck has given me the brakes. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride.